the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, this is Mike Sasa with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I'm privileged to sit in this wonderful seat to minister to you today. Pastor Chris has asked me to share some things that have been talked about in our fellowship here the last week or so, and so I'm going to do that, and we're going to kind of do a recap of some things that God is telling us, the body of Christ, to prepare for this great move that he has for us in the earth. Amen? So no matter where you are in life, no matter what's going on with you, God has a plan for your life. And you have to do everything as if you're doing it unto the Lord. Give your best to God. Do everything as if you're working for the Lord. Because in reality, you are. If you're truly his, he's first and foremost in your life. He's Lord of our lives then you dedicate everything to him. If you're working, do it as unto the Lord. If you're ministering to your family, do it as unto the Lord. Whatever your station in life is, dedicate it to God, and God will make a way for you. Our ministry must be to the Lord first, foremost. We have to realize God watches over the affairs of man and is waiting for the harvest of souls in the earth. His spirit is working on behalf of mankind to get his will accomplished, so you need to yield to the Spirit of God and allow him to use you. Focus on the things of God. Amen? You know, last Sunday we had a member of our fellowship come in early, actually two ladies that have been with us for many years. They're intercessors and beautiful sisters in the Lord. And the Holy Spirit moved upon them to come in early and just pray and minister before the Lord to prepare the environment, if you would, the atmosphere for the Spirit of God to move in our fellowship. And as they were walking around the facility, the building, and praying in the Spirit and ministering before the Lord, uh, one of the sisters, Dora, said she heard drums beat. And she thought to herself, wow, this must be the praise team came in a little bit early. And so uh, she went into the sanctuary to see, and there was no praise team. And she wondered, what was I hearing? And the Spirit of the Lord rose up and spoke to her and said, I am taking possession of my land. The Lord said, you're hearing the sound of heaven and the drumbeat of heaven, and God is on the move to take possession of the land. Praise God. She started praising God. Because, you know, God is in charge. And anyways, uh, she shared that with Pastor Chris when she got in that morning. And, of course, Pastor Chris got excited as well. And you see, God is going to have his way in the earth regardless of what wicked men or the devil will ever try to do. He will have his way. 
God is moving in our nation. Whether you believe it or not, whether you see it or not, I'm here to tell you, he's moving. And we're about to see the greatest move this nation has ever seen. And just like a military force marches in display after winning a battle with all their armor and they send in the drums and they send the military band, so God is marching around with the angelic host and they are marching over this nation. And I'm here to say over the nations to let the enemy know this land is the Lord's and God will have his way. Amen. In Revelations chapter 11, verse 15, the Bible says that the seventh angel sounded his trumpet. There you go. And there was a loud voice in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world have become now the kingdom of our God and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Amen. Believe this, body of Christ, beloved. Believe this. Receive this and walk in it, and watch it manifest in our lives. The more you trust God, the more you believe God, the more you cast your care upon the Lord and stand in the gap for those that are lost, for those that are wasting away and pray, be on the throne of God with Jesus seated on the throne. He says, come up here with me and pray with me, who is now Jesus making intercession for the saints of the Most High and for all the world that they what? Would be saved. Jesus died for every single human being. A loss for one, one lost soul is a loss for the kingdom of God, is a loss for heaven. Mankind was made to live with God forever and ever and ever, and Jesus came back to restore that relationship to redeem mankind from the sin and sickness and devils and all that junk. So you need to get on God's side and stand in the gap for them. Amen? In Daniel chapter 7, verse 27, and he's talking about how the enemy made war with the saints and prevailed against them until the time times and the dividing of time. And it says, but the saints of the Most High will possess the kingdom and they will possess it forever and ever. And down in verse 27, it says, the sovereignty, power, greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be handed over to the saints. You see, God is going to hand it all over to the saints. That's you and me, friend. And his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all rulers will worship and obey him. It's been given to the body of Christ. That's you and me. To the saints of the Most High. We need to take our place with God in the midst of all the turmoil that's going on in the world. In the midst of all the uprooting that's taking place in our nation. Right now, there's an uprooting that's taking place that God said he was going to do. This wicked root that has taken its place in our nation's capital, God is uprooting it. And you need to get on God's side. And instead of being in fear and doubt and wringing your hands and, oh, wins this and, oh, wins that. No, no, no. Get up into your little prayer closet and say, Lord, bring your spirit. Convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And here, clean up your act. Don't judge your neighbor, judge yourself and get ready for the move of God so that you can be part of it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. So we are in charge in the earth, but most members of the body of Christ don't even know it. We are the ecclesia, the church of Jesus Christ. I've talked in previous episodes, that word church is a governmental word. 
It's a word that in the day that Jesus spoke it was a word that was used in the councils of government. An ecclesia was an assembling together of those that were sought out or set apart for the purpose of deliberating and rendering laws and creating uh, order in society. The ecclesia, the church of Jesus Christ, is God's governmental arm to bring forth his kingdom in the earth. That's you and me, friend. So God wants us to stop doing our own thing and get in line with God's word. Surrender your life 100% to Jesus Christ and walk in love. Amen. God's ways are higher than our ways, so get on God's side and begin to praise God. Begin to spend time hearing from God. Listening, You're listening to this program. That in and of itself tells me God is drawing you to himself to immerse yourself in the word of God. Immerse yourself in the spirit of God and become a member of God's ecclesia, the governmental body of Jesus Christ, bringing the love and power of the Holy Spirit to transform the world. Amen? You know, when the Spirit of God, you get in that place and the Spirit of God comes on you, you might be in a storm, you might be in a a rough place, but the Bible says that when His Spirit comes on you, it literally changes you into another man. And you can begin to release the thus saith the Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, Samuel spoke to Saul, who was at the time not yet anointed to be king. And God spoke to Saul through Samuel and gave him a prophetic word and said, The Spirit of God is going to come upon you and you are going to prophesy. And you will be turned into another man. And that, my friend, is being born again. When you're changed from the old nature, to the new nature. And in verse 7 it says, Let it be when these signs are come upon thee that thou do as occasion serve you, for God is with you. When you abide in him and his word abides in you, you can ask what you will, and Jesus said it'll be done, you see. But you have to do the abiding. You've got to get out of your own self and, and get into him. Don't be on the enemy's side. What's the enemy's side? The, the side of fretting, the side of worrying and speaking negative about what's going on in our nation and in our world. Instead, be busy about the Father's business. Don't complain. Don't scoff at the enemy. Rather, pray. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the understanding. Sing in the Spirit. Sing in the understanding. You need to be praying for the wicked. You need to be praying for your enemies. You need to be praying for those that don't know God. Release the word of the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to move you to bring them into the kingdom of God, to pray for the souls of men. And if we'll all do this, we're going to see it turn around a whole lot quicker. So get on God's side. Realize that when you scoff and ridicule our leaders rather than speak the truth in love, you actually get on the enemy's side. He's using your word to do what? Harbor division, harbor fear, allow evil against your enemy to to harbor your heart rather than the love of God and the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I've taught in days past on this, and I guess I, I need to get in it again. Years ago, we were a part of an organization that was trying to convince the city not to enact some wicked laws, which they ended up enacting anyways. And I went to my office and the Lord quickened me to go to Psalms uh, chapter 37. And when I went there, I read it 
And it says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. But trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt. You know, and and as I was reading that, the peace of God came over me, and the Lord said, Mike, look up the word fret. And I knew what he meant. I have a Bible program that allows me to go back to the original text in the Old Testament, which is Hebrew. And so I looked up the word fret in Hebrew. And of course, in my own understanding, I thought it meant don't worry, don't be fearful, don't be anxious. And that is not what it meant. The word in Hebrew is the word korzan. And it literally means do not burn with anger or hatred in your heart. Okay, do not allow a burning anger or frustration or hatred towards what the enemy is doing to burn and harbor in your heart. In other words, don't let evil get in you. And so if you read that scripture again, it says, fret not, do not allow evil thoughts or anger, hatred to burn in your heart because of evildoers. Neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. Why? Because they're going to soon be cut down. Instead, get on God's side and start to intercede for them. What did Jesus say on the cross? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. The people that nailed him to the tree, and not just the people, but the ones that convicted him, which were the Pharisees and the scribes and the religious leaders, Jesus said, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Do you hear what I'm saying? But go down to verse 4. It says, instead, trust the Lord and do good, and so you will dwell in the land, and verily you will be fed. In verse 4, it says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to him. Trust in the Lord also, and he will bring it to pass. So you've got to understand that Jesus came and is literally given to us authority in the earth to govern over the nations, over the kingdoms of this world. But he wants us to come clean come out of the ways of the world and begin to do things God's way. And Jesus said to overcome evil with good in his Sermon on the Mount. If you look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, it says, You have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. So there's a couple people listening to me right now that have a couple of those thoughts in their heart. But Jesus said in verse 44, I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Do good to those that hate you. And pray for those which despitefully use you and persecute you. Why? Verse 45, that you may be children of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 46, it says, For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans do the same. And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans do this? Verse 48, So be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And in Romans, it says the same thing. In verse 12, verse 21, it says, Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. We have to love our enemies. We've got to pray for those folks. It says in verse 17 of Romans 12, recompense no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men, 
If it be possible, as much as you can, live peaceably with all men. Do not avenge yourself. Rather, give place to wrath. That means put it aside. And it is written, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. See, God is in control. And as our dear sister Dora and Esther were marching through the church the other day and heard the drums of God, he's marching through the land. And I'm going to tell you something, he's going to uproot the wicked. Okay, that's his job. That's not our job. That's his job. And our job is to get on his side and to intercede, that they repent and get saved. So stay on the mission, okay? And in Psalms chapter 37, verse 6, it says, if we'll stay on the mission, then the Lord will bring forth our righteousness like light. In other words, if we'll stay on the mission and love and give and do good to those that despitefully use us, pray for them, then the Holy Spirit of God will convict them. And the Lord says in verse 6, he'll bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Verse 7 says, rest in the Lord, wait patiently for him, fret not thyself because of the one who prospers in his way, because of men who bring wicked devices to pass. And I'm going to tell you, it's all going on all over the place. But what? Evildoers will be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, that's you and me, friend, wait upon the Lord, pray in the spirit, pray in the understanding. We are going to inherit the earth, amen? We're about to see this manifest like never before. I want to tell you, if Joe Biden ends up going to hell, and even his son Hunter, they may deserve it, okay, but this will be a loss to God. It'll be a loss to Jesus. The Lord wants him saved. The Lord wants all men to be saved. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, Paul wrote and said, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. Who's not included in everyone? That's everyone, okay? (laughs) Everyone is everyone. For kings and those in authority, that we may what? Live peaceable lives and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior. You want to please God? Pray. Pray for those that are in authority that are doing evil. That'll please God. And and verse 4, who wants what? All men to be saved. Jesus wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So the drums are sounding and God is moving across the land and he's looking for a people, you and me, to get on his side, get out of anxiety, get out of fear and obey the Lord. You know, there was an old song that we used to sing back in the early days when I got saved and got baptized in the Holy Spirit. It was, God's got an army marching through this land. Deliverance is their song. There's healing in their hands. Everlasting joy and gladness in their heart. And in this army, that's you and me, I've got a part, praise God. we got a part in that army, and God needs us to get in line with Him. So focus on the things of God. Focus on good news. Don't focus on the bad news. And get into praise, and get into prayer, and watch God move. So when we get into anxiety, and we fret about the Democrats and the Republicans, and what's going on in our courts, and what's going on, I mean, I get it, okay? I do get it, but we've got to be praying, okay? We have to look within. For us to truly be the salt of the earth, we've got to uproot the wickedness that's in our own heart, okay, so that we can justifiably help others to get the wickedness out of their heart. And there's a cleansing time taking place right now in our nation and in our world and in the body of Christ. God is looking for a people who is without spot or wrinkle. Jesus didn't have a spot and he didn't have a wrinkle. That's why he defeated death, hell, and the grave, and he called us to be holy like him. So, you know, when we point the finger at our brother, why don't you point it at yourself and say, well, Lord, what's going on in my life? Do you compromise? Have you been cheating on your taxes? Okay, do you allow money to move you? And do you do things to compromise for the sake of a dollar? Have you wronged anybody? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And, you know, 
I have to judge myself. I can't judge you. I've got to judge myself. And God's been dealing with me to perfect me, to get me walking on the line that I'm supposed to be walking on. Because if we can't be trusted with these basic things, how can we be trusted with true riches, you see? So we have to repent before the Lord as a body, get in line, get on God's side, begin to pray in the Spirit, pray in the understanding, and realize our number one mission is the Great Commission, praise God. And whatever we do, do it unto the Lord, okay? Whatever you do for work, whatever you do for your family, minister to the Lord, amen? And in so doing, okay, we will be building our house upon the rock. When Jesus told us to love our enemies and to do good to those who despitefully use you, that was a sermon on the mount. And at the end of that sermon, he said, those who hear these sayings of mine and do them, you're going to build upon the rock, okay? So we've got to hear those sayings and we've got to do them, amen? In Psalms chapter 40, verse 5, now I got some good news here. It says, many, O Lord, my God, are the wonders that you have done. Things that you plan for us, no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. God's plans for his body are so grand and so humongous and so great that we could not even fully comprehend them. So get in step with God. God's plans for you are too many to even declare. So get on God's side, obey the Lord, and deal with the issues of the heart that would cause you to grieve the Spirit of God. You know, with bitterness and anger and hatred and malice and evil thoughts, allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse you and to cleanse the body, okay? We're taking inventory. Judgment has to begin at the house of God. And we've got to cleanse ourselves. And then as it says back in Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord and do good. And lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6, in all of our ways, what? Acknowledge him and he will direct our paths, right? And verse 7, it says, be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. So, you know, what does this mean? Lean not on your own understanding. That means we're not relying on our own ability to get things done, but rather on the plan of God. We're going to God every day to get direction, be led by the Holy Spirit. Lord, I see this. This is what I feel like I need to do. Is this what you want me to do? Spend that time and ask the Holy Spirit and be led by the Spirit of God, not by your mind, but by the Spirit of God, not by your own understanding, but by the Spirit of God. And in all your ways, acknowledge Him. That means every day you're putting Him first and asking for direction. And the Holy Spirit will lead you. And be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. So don't sin. God doesn't just speak of actions. There are also the sins of the heart. That means evil thoughts, okay, that defile us. You know, uh, covetousness, jealousy. This does not please the Lord. Amen? So it's the inner issues that we have to deal with so that we can be ready to minister to others. Allow the Lord to purify your heart. Amen? And, you know, David's desire was to build the temple. God had put a mission on him to build the temple. But because there was blood on his hands, David was not able to build the temple. And he passed that mantle on to his son, Solomon. Yet, the plan that God put in David's heart, he wrote it down in First Chronicles chapter 28, it says, and he gave those plans to Solomon to do what God had originally given David to do. But David didn't do it. Why? Because David had evil 
that he had done in his life that disqualified him from building the temple. Did the temple get built? Yes. Was it credited even through David's son to David? Yes, because David committed his life to the Lord. He cleansed his heart. He was a man after God's own heart. God couldn't allow him to build it, just like Moses couldn't go into the promised land. But Joshua went into the promised land. So there's a generation right now, I'm here to tell you, there's a mantle that's being passed to this younger generation to do some things that we missed. Okay, there's some in my generation that we missed because we just didn't do things God's way. But God's going to have his way in the earth, friend. And so he wants you to get on his side, commit your ways to the Lord, and watch God manifest his plan and purpose in this nation for the glory of the Lord to be revealed and all humanity to see it. Are you with me, friend? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for those that are hearing my voice. Lord, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit touching hearts, touching minds, getting us back on track, Lord, healing us, forgiving us, cleansing us from all unrighteousness, Lord, and getting us back on our number one mission, which is the Great Commission to seek and save the lost, Lord, so that you can move across this nation and cause the greatest revival the world has ever seen to begin to manifest for the glory of the Lord to be revealed and all humanity to see it together in Jesus' mighty name. Friend, if this has been a blessing to you, let us hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630 or go online at SOGMI.org. God bless you and thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.